Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I was thinking the other day that uh, for pollsters in the United States, this must have been a, at least eight or nine months of not necessarily getting good nights of sleep on a regular basis, given everything that was going on and the unpredictability of the situation. Just think of the GOP primaries and what was said and charged and the insults that were fired back and forth. And then there was the, the fix was in with the Democrats as... Hillary Clinton and her crew descended on old Bernie and his... Whatever happened to Bernie's political revolution? I kind of miss the the old dude standing up there, you know, wagging that bony finger, shouting, political revolution. He signed on to the Clinton mob in a big hurry. Fran Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Polling, RasmussenReports.com. Great source of information. I'm not just saying that because... I signed on to Rasmussen's um, email releases, and I see them regularly, several times a week, and it's terrific information. Fran, thank you uh, again. As I say constantly and for months of now, I've said thank you for taking the time. Thanks for sharing your time with us and and, and sharing what you're finding out at uh, at Rasmussen. How confusing is this one for the people who do the polling, for, for you and the folks in your organization? It, I would say that it's as confusing as it is for anyone who's following this race, Roy. Uh, I, none of us have ever seen anything like this. I mean, you, you and I have discussed this many times. And by the way, I love being on your show. You ask great questions. It's, it's always a good discussion. Thank you. Um, but I've been covering, as you know, presidential elections. The first one I covered as a rookie reporter back in 76 was Ford Carter. And for a while, I thought this one was an approximation of 1980 Reagan Carter. But no, there's never been anything like this. And uh, as you you know, as you can imagine, pollsters are scratching their head. The, the the good news is is that when you're months out or weeks out, nobody's going to remember who had somebody up ten or down five or whatever. The moment of truth is coming on Tuesday. We're going to find out how accurate everybody really is. I uh, mentioned at the top of the show. I went back and did just some cursory research before going on air today, and I looked at the 2015 British election and uh, looked at the polling that was done, and over seven weeks, 92 polls were conducted. Not one predicted a majority conservative government, which, of course, is exactly what happened with David Cameron as prime minister. So, I, well, it's going to be either Trump or Clinton, but one of the potential nightmare scenarios, I don't know if any polling's been done on this, would be a tie in the Electoral College. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to see that. Uh, I honestly don't believe we're going to. I mean, one of the other of them is going to win it. Um, again, because I, I feel like everything, everything I used to know is out the window. <laughs> I mean, if I was looking at this the way I used to look at elections, I would say the Democrats are very scared that Trump's going to win. I mean, you've got they're 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 going back to the battleground states over and over and over again. You've got President Obama in a taped interview, essentially encouraging illegal immigrants to vote and saying there will be no consequences. 
I mean, this is this is the stuff of raw panic. Uh, this is not the stuff of somebody who's seeing internal polls that show them winning the election handily. Uh, by contrast, the Trump's out there. He's going into Democratic states. He's push, push, pushing. Does that mean he has the edge? In the old days, I would have said definitely. The Republicans are confident the Democrats are not. But in this election, I don't think anybody knows. When you look at what's happened over the last couple of days, and you mentioned President Obama, and he does look worried. He, his legacy's at stake here. If Trump wins, the legacy is at least for four years out the window. But he's had, uh, or Hillary Clinton has had uh, Jay-Z, she's had Beyonce, she's had Katy Perry, she's got Barack Obama, she has uh, Uncle Joe, the vice president. How helpful is all of that uh, at the, oh, God, I hate the cliche, at the end of the day? Well, I think the only one that's potentially helpful is uh, is President Obama, uh, perhaps Jay Z and Beyonce. I mean, uh, that I don't know. Celebrities celebrities are always a mixed bag, but there is no question that the Democrats are terrified that they will not get sufficient black turnout, uh, and, and and obviously that terror is growing. Uh, but to me, as a U.S. citizen, regardless of who I'm for in this election, to see the President of the United States attacking the FBI and encouraging illegal immigrants to vote is a very scary thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I suppose, in theory, then, I could drive across the border into uh, New York State, in theory, and fake my way into, into voting and, and not, be, not be accused by the occupant, current op- occupant of the White House of having done anything immoral. Well, that's what the current occupant of the White House says. Don't worry about it. There won't be any. Uh, there won't be any repercussions if you do it. What about the percentage of Americans who have already voted, and the impact of those votes? What is it? Something in the neighborhood of thirty or forty million? I'm sure. I mean, when you and I talked a week ago, it was tw- I think twenty-two, something right. like that. Um, Trump, obviously, as you know, has been out there encouraging people in the states where they can do this to take the vote back and change it. Traditionally, Democrats, as you know, tra- Democrats vote more early than Republicans do, but we're, we're, we're not seeing those kind of margins. We're seeing a lot of Republicans vo- excuse me, voting early, too. And, uh, and again, for, again for as best you can read exit polls, and ex- exit polling is definitely a mixed bag, there appears to be not nearly the black turnout we've seen, and certainly in the past two elections, which is very worrisome to the Democrats, hence Jay-Z, Beyonce, and President Obama out on the out on the hustings big time. Now, I understand that after Jay-Z and Beyonce finished performing, people started to leave before Hillary Clinton spoke. That can't be terribly encouraging, but, you know, people go for the show. Right. Well, it's interesting, too, though, because, I mean, a couple of things that are interesting to me is, is that Louis Farrakhan, the head of the Nation of Islam, came out with some very damning remarks about Hillary Clinton in the last week, and I just saw today that... Dave Chappelle, who's a, an African-American comedian, very highly thought of, very popular, came out and was very critical of her at a public function last night. So I think yeah, when you see these kind of cracks in the black community, that's what's worrying the Democrats. Because uh, you, you, obviously in 2008 and 2012, you had a wall of support for President Obama. It was virtually impossible to find any a black American who was going to criticize uh, Obama, take the Republican side in that race, even if they were conservative. They just basically kept their mouths shut. But this time you're seeing some some prominent blacks come out and be very critical. 
uh, surprising ones. I'm not talking about Ben Carson now. Uh, and so that suggests to me why the Democrats are worried, because the the monolithic black vote may not be go, it may not be turning out and voting for the Democrats the way it usually does. Nobody likes to be taken advantage of, or nobody likes to feel as though they're t- being taken advantage of. And I think across the board, Fran, uh, across the uh, if the divide exists, let's just say across the racial, ethnic, linguistic, religious divides. There is a common denominator, and that is that politicians and governments have taken advantage of all of us. They've made promises to everyone, and they've broken almost all of those promises. So if there is that common denominator that ties people together, it's that we're all fed up of being lied to. Right. I think that's absolutely true, Roy. And it, I mean, again, for a party that bends over backwards to say that it is championing the middle class in this country to then turn around and attack the FBI and encourage illegal immigrants to vote, it kind of makes you wonder, uh, huh, is that really good for the middle class? Yeah. Uh, it just, I mean, I think it's opening a lot of people's eyes to just exactly what's going on here. Tell me this. If, if Donald Trump loses on Tuesday night, how responsible will he personally be for the loss? Will he have largely engineered his own loss by his loose or callous or indifferent talk? You know, I might have said that if the election was held six weeks ago or eight weeks ago, uh, but I don't believe that anymore, Roy. I mean, I really question whether any of the Republican candidates who are on that stage with Donald Trump would be doing better than he's doing right now. I don't think they would have. I, don't, I think that the Democrats would have hit them with the same kind of stuff, and some of them have things that they really need probably to hide, and they would not have had near the enthusiasm uh, from voters that Trump does. I mean, Trump Trump has enthusiastic supporters. Uh, would Marco Rubio have that kind of enthusiasm? Would Jeb Bush? Uh, would Ted Cruz? You know, Ted Cruz with that evangelical stuff. You know, the Democrats would have beaten him to death over that. Um, so I I just I don't know. That's a good I point. I don't I don't think you can blame Trump at this yeah, juncture. That's a good that's a good point. Why did most of the WikiLeaks mud not stick to Hillary Clinton like Donna Brazil and? Uh, you know, the feed the debate question to, uh, you know, to to Hillary in advance so she can clobber Bernie Sanders with the answer. Well, of course, we know Donna Brazil lost her job. Right. CNN but why, do, why didn't, really why didn't the wicked, Fran, why didn't the WikiLeaks stuff stick more to Hillary Clinton than it apparently has? Well, well, look, you know why. You know why it didn't. Because media. the major media in this yeah. country didn't pick up on yeah, it. I got you. They're not, you know, the New York Times and the CNN and ABC, NBC, CBS are not leading with the WikiLeaks stuff every night over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm, I'll tell you that I'm one, probably one of the few conservative voices in media in this country. So, Right. No, I understand. Actually, I'm, I'm a follower of Mark Stein, and I know the uh, problems that Mark has up there in Canada. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I, that I have problems, but at times, it's, uh, at times it's challenging. But you are who you are. And, and whether listeners uh, agree with me or not, they need to know where I stand. And that's one of the problems with politicians, again, coming full circle. They will adapt their message to suit the day, to suit the mood, to, see, to suit whoever's standing or sitting in front of them or with whomever they're communicating on social media. They'll adapt the message in order to maximize the gain for themselves. And that is what people are so sick and tired of. Fran, we'll find out Tuesday night. And I'm sure you and I will still have things to talk about going forward. 
Yeah, I'm sure we will. And uh, this, this is, I tell you, it's almost hard to believe this election is going to finally be over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm such an election junkie. I, I, I hope they don't say, you know, election coverage starts at 8 p.m., 8.01, here's the projected winner. I don't want that. I want to have, it's got to be like the Super Bowl. Keep me in suspense for a while. Right. Well, I think if Hillary Clinton ends up as president, though, for a lot of Americans, it's going to be like having a black hole as president after Trump. I think even Trump's opponents are going to miss having him on the national stage. Fran, thank you so much for today. Thanks for all the other times, and we'll talk going forward. Okay. Sounds good, Roy. You take care. All the best. Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Reports. You can sign on to them at rasmussenreports.com. More of your calls when we come back at 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Who's going to win? on Tuesday, and why? Why do you think that's going to happen, and what do you expect the fallout's going to be in the United States? Uh, one way or another, doesn't matter whether it's Clinton or Trump or Trump or Clinton, you know there will be some fallout. Will it be quiet? Will it be s- uh, respectful? Or is it going to get nasty and violent on the streets? We'll come back. <laughs> 